Welcome to the Planet Mikey Podcast. Episode 97. Powered by Resonate, the greatest dispensary in Massachusetts. Located in beautiful Worcester at 1191 Milbury Street. For all your cannabis needs, purest CBD, the finest products from a company that cares about you, go to iResonate.com. Resonate, the official medical and recreational dispensary of the Planet Mikey Podcast. Okay, here we go. The Planet Mikey Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio the dial. Planet Mikey Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. I, I think it's uh, 96. Episode 96. That's not right. 97. No, you don't know that. I do. I do. It's, it's 97? Episode 97. 96 ben. was last week, and so you would think that this week would be 97. But, Ben, you're, aren't you in charge of keeping char- in track of this stuff? Because ni- our 100th episode's coming up. Who did you book for it so far? Hello. Uh-oh. I heard Hello. Cricket. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is episode 97, Mike. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, see? Well, we're going to have a goddamn fabulous episode because uh, when we set out to do something on the Planet Mikey podcast, we get it done. That's true, yeah. Damn it. We're a bottom line company here. Uh, we want to thank all of our... We have, we have now four sponsors, right? Yeah. Clear. Big money. It's unbelievable. When am I going to get some money out of this? <laughs> <laughs> we have to thank our sponsors. Resonate, My Grandma's Coffee Cake. By the way, our guest tonight and his whole family love... My grandma's coffee cakes. We'll get to that in one second. Hey, you can hear him on the phone already. He's back there. Call one 800 Nom, nom. It's, okay, so let's see. What have I got here? Oh, the, oh, the other sponsors. The sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BetOnline.ag. And uh, what's the other one? Joe Fish Restaurants. Yeah. What's the other one? Dr. Leonard. Yeah. We got lots what of sponsors. about the golf course? Oh, yes, the golf course. Yeah, that would be Shining Rock Country Club. In uh, beautiful North. <laughs> hey, VB, do you play golf? Uh. Yeah, oh, that means no. Not well. That means well. no. VB is the host of VB in the Middle every single day, noon to three, on uh, the one and only WRKO. Yeah, he even had Rush Limbaugh filled in for him the other day. Yeah, what's that all about? How did you get Rush Limbaugh to fill in for you? Just push a button? Yes. <laughs> 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 Something like that. Yeah. You know, my first job in radio was engineering Yankee games. I, I worked at a little thousand watt radio station in Connecticut, and it was uh, they carried the Yankees, and I would sit there and wait for the, you know, it'd be a holy cow, Phil Rizzuto on top of the third inning. We're gonna take a break and come right back for inning number four. And I'd go, ah, ah, I get all nervous. Which button do I turn? You know, throw some spots in there. And uh, engineering the Yankee games. That was my first gig. Mm. You know how much I made? funny you mentioned that, Adams, because my six-year-old Owen is here, and we've been watching a lot of baseball. And what is the one thing we know about baseball, Owen? We hate the Yankees. They're the terrible. Mm-hmm. We hate them. We hate them. We hate them. I, do, I love that kid. you got to teach him young. And once you get it in there, it never leaves him. That's you know? true. <laughs> that is really, really true. Uh, VB knows a lot about a lot of things, but one thing I've noticed, VB, is that you are just as much of a baseball fan as anybody that I've ever known. I mean, you 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 you've obviously been paying attention for a long time. 
Well, even my, my six-year-old knows this now. I mean, why do we root for the Rays? Because the Astros are cheaters and because the Yankees buy everything. Right. So, of course, you got to root for the Rays if the Sox aren't in there, right? That's true. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm suffering the tortures of the damned with the Yankee tattoo on my left ass cheek. Uh. <laughs> you know, and that, that I had to have done on Neckin because that was, the worst, that was the worst thing I ever did. That was the worst bet I ever made. You know, the guy's tormenting me, live radio, live TV, Yankees are going to win. The Braves were up two games to none. They won the first game like eight to one. This is ninety six. They won the second game like nine to three. And the guy calls up and says, "Yankees are going to win the World Series." I said, "You know what? If they do, I'll tattoo their logo on my butt." And four games later, <laughs> I'm at a tattoo parlor. Back then, VB, you had to do it in New Hampshire because they weren't legal in Massachusetts <laughs> tattoos. That's right. You know, for some reason. Yeah, it was two nothing in that series, but Eddie Matthews wasn't walking through that door. Babe Ruth <laughs> no. wasn't coming through that door for the Braves. That's right. Ken Aspermonte was nowhere to be found. <laughs> uh, so, Mike Aspermonte has a uh, Yankees tattoo on it now. Right. We, well, that was again. That's awful. But sometimes, it, you know, I can get a lot of action in bars when I make bets with people. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's weird, and the and the chicks love it. They love it. Especially <laughs> Hopefully Yankee that, that wasn't done tongue-in-cheek, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the New York. I mean, people, girls have made a lot of nasty cracks about it. Uh, <laughs> the, the girl, the Yankee, and when I lived in New York, this brief six months I worked at WNEW, I, I almost picked up a couple of Yankee girl fans just having that on my butt. It saved me a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Efforting. Um, that, that line, please tell me that line didn't work. Yeah, you girls want to see something? <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, uh, how's it going over at the radio station? Uh, how, what's going on over there? Uh, tell me, because I'm not, I'm out of touch with real radio in the Boston market because I'm working in Worcester now at a rock station. Well, I'll tell you this, Adams, and you've been here before yourself, I'm sure. But uh, I took last week off. Uh, we have a, you know, we had to take some furlough weeks this year. And so I had some backed up vacation time, got to use it by the end of the year. So I look at the calendar and I go, okay, there's no presidential debate next week, meaning last week. Right. And I'll take that one off. So I don't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I felt like Lloyd Bridges in airplane. I picked the wrong week to stop <laughs> sniffing glue every single day. It was unbelievable. If you bring up Lloyd Bridges, you know, I used to watch his original TV show, which was called Sea Hunt. Mm. Sea Hunt was, uh, and he was a scuba diver, you know, uh, and Mike, I used to watch it all the time. Mike Nelson, that was his. That's right. Yeah. Mike Nelson, the scuba diver, Sea yeah. Hunt. We used to call, you know, we used to say to other guys, well, you know, you rank out your friends, you'd razz them, you'd give a, I could rank you so low, I could razz you out so bad, you'd, you'd be so low, you have to play Sea Hunt in my spit. Oh. That's what we used to tell the neighborhood oh. kids before they would pull out the gun <laughs> and chase you away. Um We've lost baseball play. You know, you and I, I've seen your tweets. You know, the baseball players that have died in the last, I'm going to say, oh. six or eight weeks. This is crazy. I mean, Joe Morgan, obviously the latest, but Bob Gibson, I, you would know better than I, Adams. You're a little bit older, and I know you've been doing the Jim Lonborg. If he had one more day's yes. rest, would have beaten Bob Gibson. Right. But if you've got one game with one team yeah. at any point in the history of baseball, and you get one pitcher to start it yeah. and to finish it, yep. it's either Gibson or Koufax, right? It, it, it There's has no to one be. else in that discussion. Well, it depends. If the other team has a good left-handed lineup, you know, they couldn't hit either of those guys. But Gibson, listen to this. I did a little research on this, VB. This is astounding. 1968, we know it was the year of the pitcher. A lot of pitchers had good years. But Bob Gibson, listen to this. Okay, with a 1.12 earned run average, 
He's 22 and nine. How does he lose nine games? I thank you. I this I've been asking this question for a while. Like that's one of the great anomalies in the history of sports. It's insane. I, and he lost nine two to one games. No, what well he lost. Oh, well, that's right. It would be worse than that. You know, one nothing games. This is a 22 and nine pitcher right now. Here's the killer. In April and May, he was fine. He had a 1.97 ERA for the first two months of the season, but his record was three and five. Now, I don't know how that happened, but he ended up 22 and nine. So he's 19 and four over his life. But here's the thing. He shut out the entire league for the entire month of June for the, for the rest of the year, June, July, August, September, he had 13 shutouts. He had 28 complete games. This guy was unfreaking believable and he could also hit. He was also a gold glove winner 19, nine years in a row. Wow. So, he had a home run in game seven of the 67, which I'm about four miles. My house is from the great Carl Yastrzemski, who was the only guy in the league in 68 to hit over 300, which is another one of those things. Yeah. That'll never happen again. And yeah. it's such a weird thing. What kind of year would Yaz have had? If the mound was what it should have been, right, I mean, that's right. a question you'll never know. Well, the following year, he had 40 home runs, and the year before, he won the Triple Crown. So, uh, But that 301, you know who finished second that year? Danny Cater, 290. I mean, that's a, that's a week one-two in the league for batting average. Three of, mm-hmm. three of Gibsons' loss that year were as a result of his team being shut out. Right, exactly. Well, you know, the guy threw 13 shutouts. I mean, that should be 13-0. and 0. He. It, it was it was just an unbelievable season, and he was tremendous. Well, you remember uh, Adams recently? What was it like seven or eight years ago? King Felix won the Cy Young, and people were like, "The guy's got a losing record," but he kept losing one or two to nothing. I mean, the guy yeah. was dominant. Yeah, but he wasn't Bob Gibson. I'll say that no right. one's Bob Gibson. Nobody. So, and the Bob Gibson quote that you know everyone's you always learn more about these guys when they pass away. But Bob Gibson's quote, and they asked him about throwing inside. Yeah. And he said, I never had to throw inside twice because they got the message. Like, sure. The confidence in the braggadociousness of that sure. is just beautiful. And when you see his follow through, I wouldn't get back in there as confident the second time. No, no. He was, he attacked the, the hitter with the ball really basically without hitting him. He, he, he was so scary. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. The guy, a guy like him passes away. We forget that Tom Seaver died a few weeks before that. Tom yeah. Seaver was one of the one of the greatest pitchers of all time. That's two and one. And then you say, well, what about Al Kaline? Maybe the Mister Tiger, the best Tiger ever, except for maybe Ty Cobb. These guys, are, this is like legendary names. Who today can compete? Com- compare? All these guys are dead. Yeah, you know. And then, of course, Lou Brock. You want to talk about uh, Bob Gibson in the sixty? Lou Brock won the sixty-four World Series for the Cardinals. Uh, with Bob Gibson, 67, 68, they should have won if it wasn't for that big, fat turd, Mickey Lolich. I mean, it's unbelievable, those guys. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to drag Mickey Lolich through the mud, for God's sake. You know Come what? And this week, we lose Whitey Ford and Joe Morgan. I, I spent a lot of time with Joe Morgan in the 07 World Series broadcast booth in, in Denver. And he was a pretty good guy. But I was shocked at how little he was. He was like Jason mm-hmm. Wolf. <laughs> It's a reference for five people. There okay, you well, you, well, we but all you know what? He's got to get it off his chest. Let him do it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, Adams, the, that was my first. In, you know, I'm. A, I was the same age as my son that you heard earlier in yeah. 1975, and that was my first into indoctrination into how sports could be cruel. Number one, but right. also how there could be teams that. I don't care how many hundreds of years go by. You're still going to look at them and go, holy smokes. And that was the big red machine. Yeah. That team was 
unbelievably stacked. dominant. Yeah, they were stacked. They had they had like five Hall of Famers on that team, didn't they? Tony? Yeah, go down the list. But when Dave Concepcion's seventh or eighth, you're like, what? Yeah. This team is that team was just absolutely nasty. Right, and they had good pitching too, and they had a lot of guys coming out of the bullpen, a lot of lefties, uh, Don Gullet, and all those guys. Uh, that '75 team was wonderful, and they had a personality of their own. They were. They were stacked with stars as well. You know, it was the first year of Fred Lynn and Jim Rice. So a lot of people revere that team more than they do some of these pennant-winning teams in the Red Sox the past few years. They just love that for some reason, that other that team. It's a sentimentality. Well, did he get hurt in that series or didn't play in that series? Jim Rice. the rookie of the year and the MVP? Well, uh, no. No, well, Fred Lynn played. Jim, Jim, Rice did, Jim, Rice, Jim Rice had a broken arm. Vern Rule hit him with a fastball in the wrist, broke his wrist. And he couldn't play in the World Series. And it, here's the thing. The curse would have been over, VB. A long, yeah, it would have. A long time earlier. if Because they gullet, all the lefties. The, the, the uh, Reds were loaded with lefties. And Rice crushed left-handers in, in his rookie year. And he couldn't play. And it ended up being Cecil Cooper, who was like 3 for 21 in the series and didn't drive in a run. And they still would have won it if not for that bastard Ed Armbrist. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah. And that Larry yeah. Barnett, that umpire, I could, if he, he walked in here, right? Is he dead? <laughs> I don't want to say anything about the dead. <laughs> is he, is he dead? Larry Barnett? Cause if he walked in here right now and he wasn't dead, I would kick his ass for what he did with that Ed Armbrister bunt. That's our, we have a cockatoo. Um, v, VB, speaking of dead people, this, this is something happened to Smitty today. Yeah. You ready for this? He died? Yeah. No, he did not. <laughs> no, I thought I heard him about five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. Go ahead. No, we were talking about Smitty was ta- Smitty has this song and we're gonna play it for you. It's, Fred Smurla sends me this thing. It's a, you know, it's a, an attachment. So I, I open it up and it's uh, well you'll hear it. Yeah. Anyway, uh it's a song. It's a, a song by Bobby Boris Pickett. The original was by him. The original. So I thought, how good would it be to track down Bobby Boris Pickett? I think he's a local guy. But play him a little of the song so he knows. Uh, play the uh, the COVID the COVID mask. All right, here we go. Here it comes. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Man trying to enter an office building on Fourth and Main with no mask. Repeat, no mask. I walked into my job late last week when my co-workers all began to freak. They started cursing and began to shout and said quite rudely as the boss threw me out. You need a mask. I need a COVID mask. A COVID mask. It seemed a lot to ask. To wear a mask. To do a simple task. Put on a mask. Okay, I so. I need a COVID mask. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's the remake of the Bobby Boris Pickett song. So Smitty says to me on the phone, maybe we get him on, you know? Just get him on as a guest. I'll, I'll, <laughs> try to, I'll try to track him down. <laughs> so I didn't know. So you wrote an email to? I sent an email to his, his fan club. I guess, it, no, it said to contact Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> so it, you put down your name and your phone number <laughs> yeah. and your email address. And, yeah. and I wrote a nice note. Yep. Here's what we're going to do. It'd be we'd nice like, to We'd like it. you to come on the uh, podcast geez, for this. Oh, but, well, he's dead. Let me tell you, if you could get him on, that would be a graveyard <laughs> well, smash. Then Mikey says, he's dead. I, I look it up. It says he died in 07. 2007. Yeah. We're 13 years it, too late. Yeah. he You know, Bobby Boris and the Crypt Kicker 5. Yep. Remember yes. the band? 
So yeah. now he's kicking his crypt from the inside. Crypt kicker six. And he's from Somerville. We didn't know he was dead, but we're trying to reach him on the phone to come on the podcast. Oh, man, I felt like it, that was. Yeah, no. and we have a special treat for uh, for VB at the end, musically at the end of this, because oh. I know he's a, a fan uh, of the. Of the well, uh, speaking of musically and dead, I'm not going to let this day go by without talking to both of you about. Smitty and I have argued about this in the past, but <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah. I, I, man, yeah. I cannot imagine. In 1979 or 1980, you're probably there, Adams. Knowing you, you're like the Forrest Gump of this stuff. But I, I met him. I met the time, whole like, band. Some record, some record executives just sitting there, and they go, "Here, try this one on for size." And he puts on the first Van Halen album. Yep. And he puts the needle down. He must have gone, what in the holy hell is this? Yeah. And that was how everybody reacted to that. The yeah. story is Ted Templeman, the guy that produced the band, was in a club one night to see them because he was told about them, and he couldn't believe it when he heard it. He signed them up that night on the spot, and they went in and they did that first album. I think it was in one session. They got all the songs done. Well, the th- I think the thing about Eddie Van Halen that I noticed was that he, he didn't play the guitar. He, he let his fingers dance the guitar. I mean, he would just... Oh, yeah, this is from Beat It, right? Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> it's polite of him to knock on the door first. His fingers would dance on the frets. You yeah. know, and, and so quickly, it was like watching a, a master uh, Irish step dancer. Yeah. With I just, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever your favorite Van Halen song is, I, whatever. But, like, that, that beginning to You Really Got Me, yeah. I mean... That just is like, oh my God! The yeah. first time you heard that, sure, that, just so heavy, so loud, so smacks you right upside the head, and so two perfect. Yeah, it's just right. perfect. And you know, you you can't take a Kinks classic like that and then redo it unless you're going to make it special. And that's exactly what uh, yeah what they did exactly. And they Man, were nice guys. It's except been a, for it's been a bad damned year. Let's face it. Yeah, I, when I met the band, they were uh, really nice guys, except for David Lee Roth, who was a dink. I mean, he was like a complete moron. <laughs> but uh, they all the rest of those. Guys Guys were really really nice. That's, so we've had we've had issue after issue with losing these legends, and it goes back really into 2019. You know when did we, when did we lose Tom Petty? 2017? Was that I think it was. I think so. And it's just Bing Bang Boom, man. And it's uh, it's like it's like uh, when Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison all died around the same time. All the people that sort of defined the musical culture. Uh, the uh, finest dispensary. I know VB doesn't care about this stuff. Going to the dispensary, but when I when I go to the dispensary, I want to get something special. That's why I go to the uh, the one and only Resonate on Millbury Street in Worcester. Now I told you guys about the Blue Dream, amazing. Oh yeah, they got this new thing out. It's called Dream. Uh, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it. You have short term memory loss. I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, but it's it's. I'm telling you, these the one thing about. The Resonate Dispensary is that they have a whole bunch of different kinds of cannabis. They have indicas, and they have sativas, and they have hybrids, and they have everything. What's the name of this? It's called Dream Something. Go to their menu at iResonate.com and check it out. And and uh, I just honestly, I can't think of the last name of this one. But it's 24.6% THC. Oh. <laughs> I could write a novel on this stuff. Anyway. Uh, their menu, Dream, what's it called, Ben? See, good thing we have unlimited time on this. You know, on, on the radio, they give you 60 seconds. Dream a little dream. No, that's no. Mama Cass. Uh, dream lover? No, Bobby Darren. Dream weaver. <laughs> that's Gary Wright. 
You can't get me. Um, you can't get me. Dream. Uh, dreams by. Uh, Dream on by Aerosmith. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, dreams. Oh, good one. Just all by itself. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the Millbury Street uh, Resonate in Worcester. It's a fabulous place. It's clean. It's new. It's top shelf. Everything is top shelf. The people are nice. And if you go to iResonate.com, you'll know the name of that strain before I do. Dream Baby. No. It's not Dream the Baby. The only thing Dream they have here is Tangerine Dream. No. Oh. that's See, that's wrong. I'm looking at the website. No, you're not. Go further down. Dreams. Uh, dream. Uh, it's it, it's a it's an offshoot of Blue Dream. I don't know. I can't stop. I can't stop. Have you tried my grandma's coffee cake? <laughs> it's really, really good. I am reading uh, today an article from Edison Research. I think NPR commissioned this, VB. That, uh, Adam, sa- I want one of those coffee cakes. <laughs> uh, the Get spoke- out of here, Owen. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder. <laughs> the, to- <laughs> the top ten spoken word audio topics. And by the way, this is a, a new trend, too. Uh, in the year 2014, 79% of people who listened to the spoken word got their, their spoken word on either AM or FM radio. Hmm. And there were only 8% got their uh, spoken word on podcasts. Well, six years later, it's 55% listening to AM and FM, 19% on podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're part of a trend that's just moving on up here on this uh, Planet Mikey show. I'm telling you. So anyway, the top 10 spoken word audio topics include news and information. Yep. VB covers that. Music, we just did. Yeah. Right, VB? Indeed. Comedy, humor. <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. fine line. That's another show. Movies and TV, <laughs> sports, health, food, wellness, and self-improvement. Clearly our show. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm working on self-improvement myself. I've just got to get more organized. <laughs> It says it. No, oh, I got a, I got a list of things here. It said, where is it? It's right up. Oh yeah, things. All right, things. Wait a minute. Hold on. Self improvement list. See, right at the top. There get, it is. Nice get it. more organized. Yep. Um, but are you going to have a podcast VB that we can join in on on the other side of things? Like we can call you some night and bother you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to grandmas about that and see if I can get that sponsored. By the way, which we're good to go? Which, yeah, no. Which, which, uh, it'll be my son and myself. Instead of, uh, do you want to have a catch? Well, do you want to have a talk about baseball? Right, right. Me right. and my son learning the game. Uh, do you want me to? What? To, which kind of? What flavor cake would they like your little ones to have? No, they'll day? take them all. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> well, the blueberry's always it. Okay, they like the blueberry. That's uh, that's good news. Um, a couple of political issues because here's the thing about. By the VB. way, uh, Adams, do you know what my son's going trick or treating as this year? What? Even though we hate him, uh, there there is an exception <laughs> to the rule. He will be trick or treating as Babe Ruth this year. Ah, Babe Ruth. Yep. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if he came home with nothing but baby Babe Ruths, Ruth. yep. <laughs> baby Ruths in his uh, in his bucket? Right? <laughs> hey, Dad, I, I don't think people understand. Is, is he going to wear number three? Is he going to be? He here? is. We got the outfit already. We've been we've been doing a lot of hitting in the yard because we can't go anywhere. And yeah. he does the called shot. He knows a lot about the babe. He's read a bunch of stuff, and he's always like, "Dad, throw me one so I can babe this one." <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather has a ticket stub from that game. No, really. That's a his father we, was at it. I was talking to a guy that Adams knows well, and Smitty, I think you too, but uh, the great Gene Levanche. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we were having a little back and forth the other day on if you could fire up the DeLorean and go back to see one sporting event at any time in any place. I said it would have to be the called shot, wouldn't it? Wow. Oh, I'd like to see Adam and Eve. 
what happened. I, is that a sporting yeah. event? Yeah, though? well, it was at the time. It was a wrestling match. Well, now you can punish that one, I guess. Uh, I'd go back to see Andre the Giant's birth. So the only Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know if you do want to see that. What? That could have been bad. Exactly. He said, "What? What does he say? Blasting zone over here." <laughs> you know, I only have one Babe Ruth story, and I heard it on this old guy. I can't remember. It's Tommy Henrik, some old Yankee way back from. He said that the uh, the Yankee manager was pissed because Babe Ruth showed up late. Miller Huggins, was it Miller Huggins? I think so. Tells the story. Uh, and the coach is saying, you're going to talk to the babies. You know, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. So he's coming through the right field fence five minutes before game time, staggering through. Coming, not even the player entrance. He just the quickest entrance he could come in. He stumbles across the field, gets dressed. Coach says, you're going to talk to him? Yeah, oh, you better believe it. After this game, I'm going to have a serious talk with him. And babe goes out, goes three for four, two doubles and a monstrous home run. The man, the manager says, "You still going to talk to him?" The manager goes, "Oh yeah, I'm going to talk to him." <laughs> so here comes Babe off the elevator. The manager says, "Good game, Babe." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That guy drank just a little. He threw his his freaking uh, piano. 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 I was saying organ. Yeah. He threw his organ in the water. It's in Sudbury, and we are in Sudbury doing this podcast. Yeah, just like that. Isn't that crazy? My favorite Babe Ruth story is because I don't think people understand the stones that that guy had. But he showed up one day at Fenway. He was a Red Sox. And he said, Skip, I can't go because he was hungover. As you mentioned, he would enjoy a beverage on occasion. And I forget the manager, but he said, you're pitching. I don't care. And he put him out there. So what did Ruth do? He went out there. He walked the guy on four pitches, which he threw purposely high. And then he yelled a what an f bomb or whatever the equivalent of that was at the ump to get tossed. He got thrown out. He got thrown out. Goes over. He smiles and waves at his manager as he walks right by him. <laughs> the guy brings in whoever it was, who then sets up and sets 27. down twenty seven in a row. Twenty seven in a row, and wow. it doesn't count as a perfect game, although right. it was. It really was yeah, technically, which is unbelievable. The great Babe Ruth, everybody. Hey, just a couple of... By the of way, po- Graham, yeah. I, uh, Graham, I keep saying Graham. Uh, Adam, like, I can't let this thing go Graham? by without mentioning this thing either. I Does don't know Mike Adams look like your grandmother? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Grandma's coffee cake in my mind. <laughs> got a gra- I've got a Graham in my pocket. <laughs> uh, there's this big controversy this week about Gal Gadot, the woman who plays Wonder Woman. Oh, oh yeah. So stupid. She announced she's going to be Cleopatra Cleopatra. in a new movie. Yeah. And she's getting ripped because people are like, how can an Israeli play an Egyptian goddess? And nobody knew, of course, that Cleopatra wasn't Egyptian. She was Greek. Macedonian. Right. And Richard, Richard Burton wasn't either. My whole thing is, and I bet Adams is, on me, is with me on this. Ever been better casting in Hollywood than Liz Taylor as Cleopatra? Uh, uh, she kind of defines the role, but who else played? I mean, you kind of got to go back and look, fellas. I mean, that's that's top notch. I don't know. Not? You know, I thought uh, Elliot Ness uh, played by, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that was Costner. In, yeah, Kevin Costner. Yeah. You know, I ran into him at Fenway Park one time. Elliot Ness? Wow. No, no, not Elliot You're Ness. You're fucking old. Kevin Speaking Costner. Speaking of guys that like beverages, Elliot Ness, go ahead. Well, I know. I'm walking out of the ballpark with a camera guy from Neck, and uh, I walked by Kevin Costner, and I knew I'd never met him. And he, we walked by that little turnstile thing. He says, hey, Mike. I go, I, I walk outside. I go, hey, Kevin. I walk out. I'm like, I, don't, I never met him. <laughs> And then I, I see my camera guy talking to him. He comes out. He goes, hey, he watches your show down in, down oh, in Martha's oh, Vineyard. Man. I said, holy what? shit. That's great. He and Walter Cronkite. 
And the guy who played uh, Luke Skywalker, he watched it on the Mark satellite. Mark Hamill. Yeah, he was used to watch it on the satellite. And Bill Cosby did, too. Oh, boy. Right before he... So, yeah. right before I, he I'd probably leave that one off and <laughs> broadcast. Is, um, did he watch a you show when he was out of the, drugs? This is show. another topic Levanche and I have kicked around. You know, the conspiracies and sports <laughs> that you'd like to have definitively resolved. Yeah. Was Costner involved in the Cal Ripken streak or not? Oh, so with the wife? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, that's uh. a filthy little story, isn't it? <laughs> they, they literally forced the rain out because Cal Ripken wasn't playing because allegedly yeah. the wife was with Kevin Costner, but yeah. nobody seems to know whether that was true or not. Yeah, Ripken comes home and catches him. He goes, what, what do you, I thought you only danced with wolves. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, the wait, <laughs> sorry. the wait is finally over for football. It's back, and I did poorly, I must say, this past week, but you can do better than I did. BetOnline.ag is the website if you want some betting action. You know who screwed me? The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. That is, you know, I don't want to even say this in a commercial, but those sons of bitches. Oh. You, <laughs> that's the worst swear ever, sons oh. of bitches. Oh. When you have to pluralize it, it takes all the bite out of it, doesn't yeah, it? That's bad. They screwed me, and they screwed a lot of betters across this country, but I'm not giving up. I still have a big pet piece of pie left from the week before. I'm going to go after it this week. <sighs> yeah, you can wager on anything you want. Wins, division championship futures. You can bet on... You know, how many hairs are going to grow on the head of Yul Brenner? Head to bet online taking the under. <laughs> today and take advantage. Well, they can grow after you're dead, you know. Ask probably Boris Pickett. <laughs> bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, VB, listen, this is, this is for you. We're going to dedicate this to you, this song. Can I ask VB a question before we no. get to the song? Please? Yeah, all right. I've got a question for VB, too. I, I'm just curious because I, I like to know where people sit currently, and we're just a couple of weeks away. Who wins the election? Oh. <laughs> all right. Didn't I give you explicit orders not to no. ask? <laughs> yeah, he can. I don't know. I mean, it's just too much. If last week didn't show it to you, I don't know what will. Like, things can change. There can be a hundred different twists and turns in the next three weeks. Yeah. So it's a fool's thing to call this thing right now. I don't know. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. Everyone's going to be watching. You know, and in the same day in Japan, it's Erection Day. <laughs> same day. Oh, it's, no, it's big over there. All right, here's one political topic for you. Because I saw this uh, Amy Coney, Coney Island getting uh, uh, interviewed today by the Senate. I'm thinking, this AK, the ACA, the uh, Affordable Care Act, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. The ACA. I've always thought to myself, isn't it kind of weird? It isn't like saying pre-existing conditions are the same as saying, oh, yeah, oh, hello, insurance company, I totaled my car, and I need you to buy me a new one. Uh, could you just pay for everything? Uh, but you didn't have insurance. No, I know, but I had a pre-existing condition. You know what I mean? Isn't it taking your car after it's been totaled and getting it fixed? Hold on. VB? I don't, I don't have. I, I'm, I'm trying to process that. <laughs> yeah, one. I don't me know. too. I was looking I, for crickets. Now I'm confused. No. I'm thinking about question one. No, right to repair. Exactly. Like what? I don't know if I want ECB to have my information like <laughs> no, that. No, but no. The point is, they're going to give you health insurance after the fact. After you but get that's sick. A, that's going on already, right? I mean, that's how it. That's the, but, the big thing. But, but the wrongness. I just love how all the Dems are like. They keep showing pictures of sick kids and saying, "Are you going to strip this from?" 
Well, if it's unconstitutional, wouldn't you want her to do that? Like, isn't that the whole point that they have to decide whether you've done this properly or not? Or does the end justify it no matter what? It's got to be just catastrophic insurance for everybody. That way no one goes bankrupt. Nobody dies. They get treatment. But you can't just say, oh, guess what? I got this thing now and I'm going to go and have it taken care of. Well, that's why can't you do that with car insurance is my point. <laughs> We're waiting for VB. I just got an update. My daughter is bringing oh. two more stink bugs out of our house. We've only removed about seven hundred so far. Oh, here. stink bugs! I, you know, it's this time of year, and they do you have pine trees near the house? Oh, we got all kinds of trees. I was yeah, told that these things. That, we had hey, a praying so we. mantis in the house for God's sakes. I'm like, what's going on around here? Where do we have some like giant secret door that nobody told me about? Uh, and is the, it open? The the mantis is a good luck. Thing. Tell the praying mantis they can't pray unless they do social distancing with the other praying oh, manti. Is it manti? The plural of that? Does anyone <laughs> it's know? It's Matt Manti. Oh, nicely done. All right. In honor of Bobby Boris Pickett and VB and his great kids, we got Joe and Jerry, Jerry Truppiano and Joe Castigliocchi with this just for you so we can be musically and culturally adroit. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly holy cow to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was the graveyard smash joe the mash it caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom oh the vampire's feast the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. They did the mesh, the green monster mesh. They did the mesh. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mesh. It caught on in a flash. They did the Dick Raditz monster mesh. Ow! Ow, ow, ow! Guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Can you believe it? The zombies were having fun. I can't take it anymore. I think I just peed my pants here, Troop. It's better than dropping a dookie. You can say that again. It's better than dropping a dookie. No, I didn't mean say it again. What are you, stupid?